I'm Kim Grinnells with Dogman.com with Scott Eklund and Chris Fetters in the background. We are out on uh, my deck, actually, in, uh, what would we call it, Kennedale Estates? Yes. Kennedale Estates up uh, in lovely, lovely Kennedale, which is just south of the Seahawks facility. And uh, are you full yet, Scott? Yes, very full. Was that very was that full. a steak or a roast that you had? I was a side of beef, whatever it was. It was a big <laughs> steak. I had some salad. For those who are wondering if I ate some greens, I had two uh, corn on the cobs. I I am very full. Yeah, and you didn't t- you didn't have any wine though. Nope, nope. Save that. Let you guys have those stuff. We opened a bottle of Quilcita. It was great. But anyways, it's been a while since we did a recruiting podcast, so we thought that uh, you know it's time. And we're going to be doing them every week now. Yeah, every, every Tuesday. Well, every Wednesday morning. Yeah, and you know what. I'll, it's funny because people even been following this for years get a little uptight because there's these lulls in recruiting, but that's just the way things go. There's times where there's not a lot going on and other times where there's a lot going on. What what stage are we at right now, Scott? We're at the stage where things are going to start picking up because players can start scheduling official visits again. Now, this year is the first time they were able to take uh, official visits between uh, April and June, and... Uh, Washington had a few in at toward the end of that uh, period, but this is the normal official visit period, and you're going to see a lot of kids start setting up official visits. I know you love it when I ask you these type of questions, you know, to kind of catch you off guard, but how many commits right now? Kim? I know. Uh, <laughs> how many is, is it, it right 13? now? 14. 14, yeah. 14, and they're going to take? I think somewhere about 20, 21, maybe 22 at the most. So they've got room between 6 and 8? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Not a lot of room. So they can. Aff- they're going to be really picky with these. Yes, they are going to be really picky yeah. with these. Uh, you know, taking a look at those six to eight spots, is there any position there that is just they absolutely have to score in right now? Um, I would say defensive line. There's still at least one more spot, uh, or possibly two spots uh, there. I think linebacker. Um, you're going to need um, some guys. They've got Alfonso Tupatala out of Federal Way, and they got Miki Ayu out of uh, Hawaii, two guys that they like a lot. But Washington needs at least one more, if not two, in this class, and I think they're going to try and get at least uh, two more guys in the class. Wow, two out of six to eight spots Yeah, slide. Yeah, but if you think about it, um, they've already got uh, two offensive linemen in the fold, and um, a third one we're going to talk about in a second could very well be very close to making adding his name to the list um they're done at wide or they're done at running back they're done at quarterback wide receivers still might they still might take one more um if it's the right guy guy. and Um, that guy's got to be special yes he does um offensive line i could see upwards of three more but there's some things that go on with that i mentioned that in the blog we can go over that if you want kim i think there's uh one or two more spots along the d-line one or two more linebackers and then you're looking at um at least one cornerback in this class so. when you talk about linebackers let's go back to that they're in on one of the best in the country yeah well yeah best in the country yeah daniel Hemuli. he's um a linebacker out of menlo atherton his his teammate noah nagalu is already committed to the university of washington he's a defensive lineman uh, Heimuli is a, I think he's about 6'2", six, 6'3", two, six, 225 pounds, can run. He's a middle linebacker prospect. Washington likes him at, at the middle linebacker, at least right now. You know, things all obviously can change on that respect. But uh, Washington likes him as a middle linebacker. And uh, in the latest update, it sounds like USC, um, Nebraska, Washington. I'm trying to remember who the other, there was two more. I think Oregon might be in there. But those are kind of the uh, three or four uh, schools that he's really focused on. 
from everything that we're hearing, Daniel Hinguli is very high on Washington, and, and the Huskies could be able to reel him in if they can get him up on campus again. I'm trying to remember. I know they've got a guy from Menlo, Atherton, on the team. Who yeah. Is it? On the team? Yeah. No, they not on the team yet. Previously? No. No, so um, the one you're thinking of is uh, Ben Burkirvan, and his right. team played Menlo Atherton. Okay. They they were uh, rivals, so they came from the same league. I think he was at Sacred Heart, I'm pretty sure, um, out of Nor- NorCal somewhere up there. But no Menlo Athertons that I'm aware of. So Washington, uh, you know, no one who's already in the class, but Daniel Hamuli would be the second guy in this a class. A lot of people get caught up on the offensive line and defensive line numbers, and they wanted to take a bunch of those guys. But, you know, the numbers limit you, but uh, they're definitely in on one of the best on the board. Yeah, Fa'atui, uh, for, as far as defensive linemen, yeah. Fa'atui Tuatelli. Say that again. Fa'atui Tuatelli. One more time, slow. Fa'atui Tuatelli. He's a uh, 6'4", 295-pounder. Out of uh, St. Louis High School, um, St. Louis is—it's the big one down it's powerhouse. there. Powerhouse, yeah, it's the one that Marcus Mariota came from. There's been a bunch of big time guys that come out of St. Louis. He is um, a guy who started to lean Washington's way early in the process. We were talking about him on our board, Hawaii Dog Two, who has some connections down there. He is a he is in Hawaii. Um, he has some connections down there as well. He knows the family. Apparently, there's some really good news that. Should be coming Washington's way eventually, and um, it sounds like things are starting to come out with more of the national guys because uh, Steve Wolfong and Blair Angulo both uh, po- posted crystal ball predictions for him to go to the University of Washington. Um, every prediction on twenty four seven right now is for him to end up at, at Washington. I think there's seven or eight of those, so. Um, things are starting to go trend Washington's way in that in that uh, recruitment. And when people hear a name like that, sometimes a name doesn't mean a whole lot. How good is he? He's very good. Um, he's the number one defensive tackle out west. Uh, I think he's number five in the country, four in the country, something like that. Um, he's really good player. Um, I know that Washington had him right at the top of their board. The other guy that they have at the top of their board is Siaki Ika. They're kind of one A and one B, and he's a kid out of East High School in Utah, where Washington has uh, one guy already on the roster and another guy who will probably be joining them next year. In Jordan Lolahea, Sam Taimani's the one that's already on campus. So um, Washington has some ties there, and they've done really well recruiting over there. And I think uh, uh, Siaki Ika will be visiting the University of Washington. But right now, that kid is really playing things really close to the vest. It's hard to really know what he's thinking because he hasn't really been talking to anyone. When you take a look at a recruiting class, you get a guy like that. Is he a headliner? Fa'atui Tuatelli? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a headliner. He's he's a top two or three guy in any class, no matter who you got. I mean, he's he's a special, special player. Staying on the defensive side of the ball, you like that we have the dog barking yeah, in the background? <laughs> he hasn't barked all night until we start doing this. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think he's, I think he finally smells the steak. Um, uh, Braylon Trice. Tell people about Braylon Trice. Well, Braylon Trice is a defensive end at a Sandra Day O'Connor High School down there in Glendale, Arizona. 6'2", 6'3", 240 pounds, 220 35 pounds, somewhere in there. And uh, he is taking his first official visit, and that is going to be to Notre Dame. That's one of his favorite schools. Uh, He's taking a visit there this weekend. Um, I know that Oregon is working on him to set up an official visit. I know Washington has been working very hard to get him up for an official visit. I think they want to do it a little bit later in the process. Most of these guys, you know, some people have asked why in the blog, and we can address it here. Washington, if they had their druthers, 
would um, have all of their players, all of their prospects visit later in the process, like December 1st or 2nd week in December. The reason why is because the coaches don't have to coach a game. They can really spend a lot of time, quality time with the kids, talking about about uh, the pros and cons of Washington's program and and uh, the other schools, you know, the, comparing themselves to the other schools and everything like that. I think that's where Washington would prefer to uh, get their guys in. But we all know that's not reality. Some of these kids want to make decisions earlier, so Washington has to do a really good job of reading these kids and finding out, hey, if we bring him in, is he going to wait two months to make a decision or is he going to be making a decision pretty quickly after we get him up on an official visit? So um, I think Washington would prefer to have them later in the process, but some of these guys are going to start setting up visits. And I expect uh, the, I think it's the um, um, Arizona State game will be the first big visit weekend, although we are expecting at least one big-time official visitor for the North Dakota game. When we talked, you know, between six and eight spots left, it's just not a lot. Mm Mm-mm. And we talked about you have to be picky right now. And they've got some offensive linemen signed, I mean, committed already. But they've got some top-end guys right now. Mm-hmm. It, looks, it looks like they're going to take at least one for sure. But they'll take a couple more if they're the right guys. Talk a little bit about the offensive line recruiting right now, Scott. Okay, well, right now they have uh, Corey Luciano, the uh, Juco kid uh, out of Diablo Valley. And um, they've got him already committed. He's a center um, guard prospect. Inside guy. Inside guy. Um, although he can play outside, but he's more of an inside guy. He's probably a good comparison to Luke Wattenberg in the, in body style. Um, so I think that's one thing. Uh, that's one guy. And then uh, the other one is uh, Nate Kalepo, Nathaniel Kalepo, out of uh, Rainier Beach. Local kid, has been recruiting like crazy. He's more of a right tackle. He could play... Um, either guard spot, but right now I think Washington would really like to get him at right tackle. Those are the two commits. The guys that they're really in on are Inoke Vimahi out of uh, Kahuku out in, out in uh, Hawaii. They're on uh, Troy Fautenau, uh out of Liberty High School in Nevada. And they're on Sean Ryan out of um, Southern California. It's uh, San Juan Hills, I think, or something like that. And then um, I'm trying to recall the... Oh, Julius Bulow out of Calep, Capolet, sorry, Capolet, uh, out in Hawaii. So, you know, Washington's already got two committed. They're only losing three from this from this year. Or no, I think they're only losing two from this year, aren't they? Just uh, Caleb and... Caleb oh, no, they're and losing Sosby, too. Caleb, Trey, and Sosby. So they're losing so three. They're losing three. So they want to get to the point where they're only... If they're losing three, they take three. You know, to, just keep it, to keep the, the numbers ros- right. To keep the roster in balance, in balance which yeah. is huge. So, But um, Vimahi wants to take a mission. That's what everybody thinks. So Washington would, if he is going to take a mission, Washington would find a spot for him. I believe Julius Bulow, okay, <laughs> I say this knowing that I do talk to him and his parents. So I'm just saying this because I believe this is what happened. I do not know if this is what happened, but I believe that he has already committed to the University of Washington. And I think he's going to delay it and then announce it at the Poly Bowl. We'll see if that happens, but that's where I think... I think that that's already happened. If Julius Bulow goes anywhere from Washington, what would you think? I think that Washington just didn't have a spot for him. Yeah, that, would, that you, was what it would, would be. you be surprised, shocked, amazed? No, no, I wouldn't. 
So if he um, if he didn't go to Washington, if he didn't go, oh yes, absolutely, I yeah. would be absolutely surprised if he doesn't go to Washington. So um, you're talking about, uh, and then Troy Fountain Fountainow, um, you know, he's uh, a guy who's almost ready to commit. There's some crystal balls have started rolling for him for Washington. And not to interrupt close. you, but talk, Troy Fountainow, how good is he? Um, I would put him in the Luke Wattenberg category. He's that kind of a player. He's a three-star on, on uh, 24-7 right and now. And Luke's a good player. He's Luke just is young. a very good player. He was a four-star coming out of high school. I think Fountainau is on that level from playing playing ability. And he's 6'4", 263. Washington has already told him. He he actually told me he's a little over 270 now, so we got to change that. But um, he told me that Washington wants him at tackle. I personally think that kid's going to slide inside to guard somewhere, but right now tackle is where it looks like they're recruiting him. Sean Ryan, uh, that yeah. they'd make room for him no Absolutely. matter what. Absolutely. He is a take no matter what. He's the guy that's at the top of their board, and I think if he wanted to commit around signing day and they already had several commits, they would take it and they'd figure out the numbers. Chances of them landing a guy like Sean Ryan. I'd say it's one in five if you want to go actual statistical challenges, but or, or challenges, statistical numbers and everything like that. But I don't, I don't see him ending up at the University of Washington. Ultimately, I think he's going to end up staying either at uh, USC or UCLA, and I think UCLA is probably the place he ends up. Where's he at? I mean, I'm, I'm asking because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's he at in taking setting up visits? Is he? Going uh, to take a visit to Washington? Yeah, I think he'll end up taking a visit to Washington. Which I, could change everything. Yeah, obviously. But you could say that about any school. Right. You know, you could say that, oh, is he going to visit Oregon? Is he going to get visit Washington State? Well, like it or not, Washington State really impresses a lot of kids. If they're if they're into that school, it really impresses them when they're there. So a lot of these official visits, these are the, that's the, that is the chance for that coaching staff and that school to put their best foot forward. And most schools do a really good job of that. So I don't think he winds up at Washington. But like you said, Kim, once they get him on campus, you just never know. Because if you take a look at the video of him, mm-hmm. I mean, you just look at him and he just looks prototypical. Mm-hmm. Oh, big guy, yeah. Pete and, and he's six five. I could actually see him playing more inside, you know, so we'd have to see. But uh, he's a guy who they want no matter what. They will take him no matter what. Tight end, a uh, new offer out to a guy that's committed to Cal. Mm-hmm. Bradley Archer. And, um, you know, we had started to hear uh, some news about um, Washington cooling a little bit. This was about, gosh, I want to say at the beginning, uh, no, late June. Late June is when we heard that Washington was starting to cool on Jude Wolf, and that Bradley Archer was a possibility of a kid who could get an offer and take a visit. And that Washington felt really good about the chances of getting him up on campus and possibly getting him into the fold. Um, but um, we didn't report on it because nothing was really happening at that point. He was a commit to another school. And um, when I talked to um, the family and everything like that, they just didn't want it out there that uh, he was being recruited because they didn't want to get the hassle from Cal or anything like that. Well, it's now out there that Washington is offered and that, and um, I expect him to take an official visit and it wouldn't shock me at all if he winds up at the University of Washington. Yeah, and again, you know, just numbers are really, really mm-hmm. tight, but you do expect them to take one tight end in this class. I would say, ideally, yes, they'll take a tight end. I think that's why they've offered this guy so late, because uh, I don't want to say late, but um you know, this late in the process, considering there's only four months until signing day. But, um, you know, Archer um, is a guy they, they liked, but I thought they would just stick with Jude Wolf, Isaiah Foskey. Those are the two big guys on on, uh, 
on the West Coast, and I thought if they didn't get either one of those guys, they'd hold that scholarship, maybe put it somewhere else, or save it till the next year when a guy like uh, DJ Rogers from uh, Eastside Catholic comes up, and he'll be a he'll be a junior this year. He's six four, two forty and um, runs like a receiver. So that's a guy that I think Washington will eventually offer and want to get in the fold. Yeah, when you take a look at uh, Bradley Archer, comparisons to Drew Sample, fair? Yeah, I'd say it's probably a good comparison. Uh, Drew Sample, you could say um, um, uh, Joe, or, uh, Kaiser, Jacob Kaiser. Right. So, um, you know, kind of go fit that same mold, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's pretty close. Yeah, and you know Washington uses their wide receiver, their tight ends a little bit different than most schools. I think that they, uh, Washington's tight ends are much more important in the run game than the receiving game, mm-hmm. except if you have an outlier like Hunter Bryant. Yeah, and and it'll be interesting to see what Hunter Bryant ends up doing if he ends up playing this year or redshirting. So we'll we'll have to see on that, but. Yeah, Washington obviously likes this kid enough to offer him late in the process and, and really make a push on him. When Once again, I think he's going to visit here in the next few weeks, and it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up flipping. Jimmy Lake, who wouldn't want to play for him? What's going on with Jimmy Lake? Uh, well, he's got his three safeties committed, and Asa Turner, Cameron Williams, and uh, Cameron Fabikulanen. Um, Let's hit on Cam Williams real quick. Yeah, he's supposed to visit U- USC. I'm not worried about it. I, I, I wouldn't call that a visit. Yeah. As opposed to going to the game. Yeah, I think he's just going to the game. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I texted with him real quick about it, and he just said, no big deal, I'm 100% committed. So take him at their word at this point. You know, you just never know with recruiting. Did anyone ever think that Connor Weddington no. would end up flipping no. No, we didn't. I mean, the kid was solid. He loved Washington, all that stuff. And then Stanford came in and changed the dynamic of everything. Things always change. You just can never think that things are going to be static. So I know people get sick of that, but it's true. They change all the time. So as far as Cameron Williams, I'm going to take him as, at his word that it's no big deal. But definitely something to put at the very least in the back of your head just to see if that might be something to worry about. How about the uh, corner that's committed to Oregon that Jimmy Lake is still all over? Yeah, Michael Wright. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it Michael or McHale? Or McHale. I, I don't know. I've always called it's him one Michael. Of the, it's yeah. one of them. I've always called him Michael and he never told me different, so yeah. I'm just going to go with that. But it might be McHale. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he, um, you know, Washington is still, he told me that Washington is still talking to him quite a bit and that, uh, you know, he could be setting up a visit, but he was noncommittal. He just said, I'm honestly just worried about my season right now. I'm not worried about anything else. You think so, Washington's got a shot at that kid? Slight shot, yes. Um, I th- You know who has a better shot? USC. USC. Yeah, USC's got a really good shot at flipping that kid. I mean, it's just, what you said it on the board, but they, they've done polls with these kids. What is the number one thing that matters to kids when it comes to recruiting? It's location. It's location. The location, coaches will location, tell you that. Location. And and uh, the next thing would be relationships with the coaching staff. Yeah. And um, it's just, you know, people wonder why, why do kids wind up at Oregon? Why do kids wind up at Washington State? Why do, you know, whatever. Why, why do they end up at UCLA or USC? You know, U, UCLA is soft. Don't they understand this? Oregon is on the downtrend. Don't you get this kind of thing? It's it has the kids really don't pay a ton of attention to that stuff. No, they're seventeen years old. They, they don't <laughs> care about that stuff. It's location first, and y- yes, Oregon is getting some kids out of Southern California. So it's not like they're 
you know, that there weren't schools down there, but it's close enough to their home is what I'm saying. It's close yeah. enough for them where they can drive up to Portland and then catch a ride out. Or I think you can even fly out of Eugene to California. So, you know, who knows? But people want to know why these kids, there's, there's the some, relationships with the coaches are really the thing that tell the tale. Do you realize there's more outgoing flights from Eugene than there is incoming? No. Surprising? No. <laughs> um, anyways, you know, um, we talk about location being the most important. And, um, you know, being close to home and close to University of Washington is a huge deal. But, um, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit. But um, I can't stress how big of a deal uh, having Ford Sports up here and having Tracy. Oh, yeah. We may not agree with everything Tracy does and the way he does everything. But, um, you know, the chance for the kids to have a place like that to go to work out to get better around the professionals because I think Tracy just does a great job up there um, I think it's huge for University of Washington all these kids that think that uh, Tracy's not you know well, yeah. against UW that, uh, that's ridiculous anybody who thinks that Tracy Ford is suggesting that his kids go somewhere else is that's is, nuts yeah um, go look at his it was either his Facebook or his Instagram but it has pictures of his kids with Chris Peterson. Oh, yeah. His picture, I mean, at picture day. He was there as a fan. Okay, he doesn't have to go to that stuff. He goes because he likes the University of Washington. And he wants his kids to be part of that program. He doesn't push them to Washington. No. But he's not telling them not to go. No. Like, some people like to think that that's happening. So, whatever. But that being said, he's also got a bunch of kids coming up from Arizona. Uh, to play in on his seven on seven team, uh-huh. one of the reasons is because of Kelly Ringo, um, a kid out of who was originally from Federal Way, that moved down to Arizona with his family, and is playing for Saguaro, which is the same high school that Byron Murphy went to. Anyway, he came up uh, to the to uh, FSP to work out, and um, you know he convinced some other kids to come up and work out, and now those kids are all joining the seven on seven team. Well what's, Tracy. well, what's really interesting with Seattle basketball, guys like Jamal Crawford, Will Conroy, Nate Robinson, uh, Trey Simmons, DeJounte Murray, uh, you know, Seattle basketball royalty, you know, Seattle's a big deal to them. And during the offseason, they're all up here playing in Jamal Crawford's, you know, Pro-Am Summer League and being around all the best basketball players, you know, to come out of here. And it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Tracy's kind of forming that uh, up at Forge That Sports. community. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is a huge deal. And, you know, I remember talking to Tracy you know, what if you'd had this when you were playing, you know, and J.R. Hasty and E.J. Savannah and David DeCastro, and he just goes, wow. He goes, that just gives me chills. Can you imagine back then, you know, if guys like Austin Safarian Jenkins and Kaysen Williams and Jay Keeps and Johnny DeRocher and all those guys that had the chance to have something like Ford Sports back in the day? Oh, I know. It, it would have been amazing, and it would have been a good chance for the players to come together and see each other and get to know each other beforehand, so... Yeah, I mean, 7-on-7 stuff has really changed in dynamic and the recruiting front. Sadly, a lot of it's turning into what AAU basketball yeah. has turned into for um, for uh, the basketball side where uh, some of the seedier, slimier parts of the recruiting game happen. But uh, I, I don't see that happening with Tracy. All the I Seahawks see, go up there. Yeah, the Seahawks go up there and work out with him. He... The guy runs a clean program that he that he does up there. He's not going to um, mess with that kind of stuff. So, and he's got a new facility out there in um, what south southeast Bellevue. Uh, it's and, Factoria area. Yeah, Factoria area. And um, I've been up there. I, I went in 
interviewed uh, Mosiah Nasili Liu um, when he was there because that was a kid who didn't take phone calls, so you had to go to him. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, it's a great facility. They got a, I think, a sixty-yard track for them to run on to do different things on do different workouts and uh there's always guys working in there sweating and getting getting it going and and, uh it's gonna calm down a little bit because they don't usually work out there during the season but uh yeah it it heats up basically once january hits january through august they 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 do their deal rankings have come out for the 2020 class and uh one of the best ever to come out of washington is listed at number two in the country yes yeah, Savelle smalls man i i don't know and, and it's like uh, tracy said i don't know who's number one but i haven't seen a better play, player than him come out of here so um Savelle smalls man really talented kid um big um athletic you know you list the superlative and he probably fits into it. I said on our board, and I stand behind it, that he's, if he isn't the best athlete to ever come out of the state of Washington, he's in that, he's he's right up there. I, I don't think there's an athlete that's better looking and better better prepared for college football than Savelle Smalls coming out of, out of high school in the state of Washington. That includes Reggie Williams, Jonathan Smith. Um, Kaysen Williams. Kaysen Williams. I... I don't think he's better than all those guys and, and more ready than they were for college, but I don't think they're they're more ready for college than he is. I mean, this guy this guy looks like he's ready for college, and he's only a junior. Panic on the boards by a couple out there that mm-hmm. Washington is way behind and not in it for Savelle I don't. Smalls. I wouldn't say they're way behind. I, I they are. They're third. They're third right now. I you know Brandon Huffman s- said he doesn't even know if they're in the top three. What Brandon says is pretty pretty solid. I personally think they're in the top three. I think it would go Alabama and Stanford and Washington, but you know we'll just have to see. And and in his thing, he didn't even list Stanford, I guess. So you know, I we've been I through just this. Don't know. We've been this, through this before, Scott. You know, just you know, when you're young, you know, the mm-hmm. girl down at the other school seems much more attractive than the girl that's next door. Mm-hmm. You know, but when all said and done, a lot of the time it comes full circle. They yeah. come back home. So you concerned about Washington and Savelle Smalls? Not this early in the process. No. I I will be probably a little bit later in the process, probably sometime next spring, summer. That's when things need to be a little more worrisome for Husky fans. <clears throat> if I had to make my prediction today, I don't think he winds up at Washington. But that's the thing. He doesn't have to sign for yeah. another 16 months. So, there's so much can Yeah, change. there's so much that can change. There's so many things that can, can happen in that time. Washington has the advantage of him being right in the city. The coaches can go over and see him. He can come and see the coaches whenever he wants. It, I got to believe that Washington is going to do what they can to get him in the fold. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. in the end, it's going to come down to his comfort level with where he goes. And see, the way I look at it, and I've always looked at it, when we're talking about guys like that this early, I think Washington's got a 50-50 shot. I think Washington's got a 50% shot, and all the other schools combined have the 50% okay. shot because I kind of combine them all into one. So okay. we'll see what happens. But um, we've talked about the 2020-2021 classes being special. 2021 classes, first ratings came out, and uh, number one player in the country right from our own backyard. Yeah, JT Tuimalau. And of, we've been hearing about him yeah. since he was a seventh grader. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean... When you when, remember when we were at um, the UW seven on seven tournament and he was playing at two hundred seventy pounds, he was playing free safety. Yeah, 
you just don't see guys his size be able to move like that. So um, a guy who I think is going to eventually put his hand on the ground, I think he's eventually going to be a three-tech yeah. once he gets into college. Um, so, But I would have said that about Savelle Smalls, and he's actually slimmed down a little bit. So um, he's more of a D-end or a buck. Um, but um, as far as Tui Malau, man, just a special kid. Smart but, kid. Smart kid, great family. Um, plays at Eastside Catholic, so you know he's going up against really good players every week, every day in practice. So, and he's getting the best coaching, you know, you can probably get in the state of Washington. So, um, you know, I, I guess my my big thing is is just with uh, Tui Malau and and with uh, Savelle Smalls. I mean, is Tui Malau the first time they've had the top rated player in the country live here? Uh, Jacob Eason. Was he the? I, he was a top rated quarterback. I don't think he was a top rated player. I don't know. He might have been. Yeah. So, um, you know, the uh, we'll we'll just have to see what happens. <laughs> Oops. I hope every is it. Is it yeah, we're we going. Are. We dropped. We dropped the recorder. Sorry about that. We're trying to get the mosquitoes away from us right now. Um, but. As far as uh, number one players, you know, Foster Sorrell, Casey Williams, those are all big-time guys. I, they weren't number one in the country. I don't think Jacob Eason was the number one player in the country. I could be wrong, but I don't think he was. But I, I don't remember the, the last time that Washington ever had a number one player in the country, and so it's pretty special to have that happen. Also, they've got, what, the number 13 in the class of 2021, number 13-ranked player in the country, the quarterback. From the son of the, I always call him the owner of the passing time wine, mm-hmm. Damon Heward. I think Sam Heward, um, for those who haven't seen him, um, when he drops back in the pocket, he looks like a smaller version of Brock. I think technically, fundamentally, he's he Part, just... Because he's a lefty. Yeah, he why. just looks so fundamentally sound. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, Sam Heward, ranked number 13 in the country. Yeah, um... You know, was the national player, national freshman, freshman of the year by Max Preps. Led He's, the state in passing. Yeah, led the state in passing. And doesn't have his driver's license yet. Exactly. Not old enough. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it'll be fun to watch his development and how things go um, as far as where he winds up and everything like that. I, I know that Washington is very high on his list for obvious reasons because of his, um, because of his con- you know, connections to the University of Washington. But... You know, we'll just kind of see. Washington hasn't even offered him yet, so yeah. we'll go. We'll see yeah. what happens. Anything else going on in recruiting we need to talk about, Scott? Um, right now, I think what people just need to be ready for is there's going to be a lot. We're going to have a lot more underclassmen being interviewed because a lot of these seniors are not going to be doing stuff other than maybe setting up an official visit here and there. So we'll have a lot of those things in the blogs. We'll have little tidbits on the message boards. Um, things are going to heat up. I'm going to head out to a couple games this weekend. Um, one game I'm going to is Lincoln, uh, Camus at Lincoln on Friday night. And that game will feature a guy that Washington at, at the very least is looking at in, um, Jaden Simon, um, a kid, Julius Simon, Oh, Julius Simon. Sorry. Ju- his Jaden is the older brother. Ju- Julius Simon is the younger brother and he is a 2021 kid as well. So, um, just a guy to keep an eye on, uh, on the boards there. So, and then, uh, Saturday. It all happens, man. It's it's finally going down. We can find, as Jake Browning said today. I'm tired of talking about it. Let's I just want to play. Let's, let's go hit. Somebody. Yeah, I just want to play. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes, and and uh, 
you know, uh, recruiting will will still be going on, but the coaches are really focused on the season. I think the mosquitoes come in. They think I'm a pork chop yeah, all me of too. a sudden. Me so, too. anyways, we'll end this before we get carried away. We got the bug zapper. I got two. How many did you get? I only I only got one. All right. So I'm one ahead. I'm okay. one up on Scott. <laughs> so, hey, from all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenells along with Scott Eklund. Go dogs.